say like five years, everyone's going to have multiple smart contracts and they're going to exist on platforms because it's like, there's still a time and a place and a function to, you know, have platform exposure. You know, there's a reason why it's important for me to mint on mint songs. That's where I, I got my first base. There's people paying attention. It's a marketplace. It's a, it's a plaza. And so it's important for you to also balance your releases everywhere on your own smart contracts, on different blockchains, on different platforms, just get as spread out as you can on social media. And so it's like, just spread yourself out. And the CCO thing helps for like other people to also contribute to the like spreading of the idea, which is beautiful. Welcome back to On-Chain Experiments, where we talk with the creators and collectors building Web3. I'm your host, Sweetman.eth, software engineer at Mint Songs, the music NFT company. On today's episode, we've got Sagrado.eth, my favorite creator in Web3. This is the first time I'm getting to talk to Sagrado, even though I've been collecting his NFTs for getting close to a year now. This episode is the first in a series. We're going to be with Sagrado and Dav talking about CC0 Beats. The main combo in this podcast is CC0 Beats, what they are, what it means to be a musician using or creating CC0 Beats. Hope you enjoy. With this whole like shift to like CCO, I'm starting to just feel more um, like it's easier. It, ju- it just feels like I'm, I'm disconnecting myself from the financial fruit. And just kind of like putting it out there and then seeing what the world does with it. And, you know, like it goes back to, and that's what meditation is about. It's like, it's this meditation and this from my hiatus, that's what I was like dealing with and trying to figure out. It's like, okay, now I, I have these instrumentals priced at like uh, 0.2, 0.22 ETH. And, you know, I haven't gotten any bids on my on my own contract. And so I was like, but like, do I do I really want to charge like this much for like my instrumentals? And like, this is just a knowing who I know. It's like I I know their reality. And those are the people that I want to bring to Pueblo Sagrado. And it's like, why am I like shooting so, so high when the important thing right now is getting the people that are here and paying attention to you? So it's like, well, how can I extend that that um, value to to the people who are actually here? And so I just want to price it as low as it can. I, I think I'm going to follow this model. I, I ultimately wanted to like experiment with this to see if it would if it would work with like my own cust- custom contract. And you know, like I'd just be okay with that. You know, I, I care that the that the music gets minted and the, that it exists and it gets distributed. That's the ultimate number one thing that I care about now. So it's like I, I have fun experimenting. Like that is also just as fun as making the music for me. Like I mean, I I hosted duck races, man. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. There's to you, so many things I want to talk to you about. Like you are El Rey. <laughs> I got, Don I got Dulce, one that Don Dulce like, is officially let, let it go on record on chain. Don Dulce is El Rey 
al pueblo sagrado. Like, you can't deny it. It's on chain. Muchos, muchos gracias, amigo. You're the first person I've heard talking about CCO. I, I think I heard a little bit when Yuga Labs was talking about IP and the MFers were CCO, and I think Nounsdow is CCO. So I've heard it talked about a little bit on the PFP side, but just we'll, we'll touch on it, and I think we'll bring it up throughout the episode. How would you describe CCO to someone that hasn't heard of it, and how might CCO apply to music NFTs? So from my understanding is like you're kind of relinquishing your your rights to make any kind of claims against you're like putting your work and your IP in the public domain and it's just open for for everyone. And so the reason that it caught my attention is because it goes to back to the same idea that's like if I want to collaborate with someone say like like my homies in Argentina or Colombia or, you know, Latin America, Argentina, you know, these places, it's like a $30 lease for, and that's like a low price point for, for a lease for like on BeatStars and stuff. That is like unattainable for them in because of their real world economies. And so... I, I care about them having access to these tools to be able to um, create without the worry of the price point. So the idea is that these instrumentals will, as I start minting them, this is the experiment, as I um, mint them onto my own, on the sacred contract, on the Sagrado contract, um, they'll be available, like, you know, for, for the whole for the whole metaverse to do whatever they want. And so like, I see this as an opportunity for, you know, an artist that doesn't have a budget to, to, to rap on beats, to, to license beats. It's like, well, here you go. Now you have no excuse. And so it's like, and once you make your, your great song, send it over. And this is the second extension of Pueblo Sagrado is I'm, I'm, deploying another ERC-721 contract called the Pueblo Contracts. And there I will offer a platform for these artists that I collaborate with. So I think that the industry standard moving into the future for producers is they're going to have one custom contracts where they tokenize and mint their one-of-one beats. And they have another contract that is basically a platform to share their collaborative work, their placements and being able to offer, say, like, um, say, I I give a beat to Tulengua. Tulengua makes a song. I invite them to mint on the Pueblo contract. And... We split the royalties there, 50-50, everything goes down the middle. We can do a one of one, or we can do an addition run of five maximum. So it's like this this platform that will evolve, this contract that will evolve over the course of my, my career, almost becoming like this portfolio or this playlist of all the people that I have 
worked with or people who have contributed to the instrumentals. And ideally, that drives value to the one of one that exists mm -hmm. on, this, on the Sagrada contract. Mm -hmm. And so when you're making beats, if a musician is out, if a rapper's out there or a lyricist is out there and they're saying, I've got these lyrics and I just need to find a beat producer and they come across something in the Pueblo Sagrado contract, they can take and use that music and they don't have to even reach out and get your permission. Is that right? That's correct. Like they, they don't have to come to me. And so like, that's, that's just an, ex that's an opportunity that I'm extending. It's like, Hey, let's, let's build up this con The Pueblo contract is open for people to contribute to and, you know, just, you know, submit, submit the music that you, that you record. And so, um, but they don't have to, that's why it's like, I don't want to make it like, okay, the one of one has to live on the Pueblo contract. Like I want the one of one to live on their own contract, but I recognize that I'm coming from Mint Songs and Open Platform where with a whole bunch of artists who myself included until yesterday have no access to a one-of-one -one platform uh, on Ethereum. So I take out the barrier of like having to pay for it up, up front and I lower the barrier of like needing to pay me at all. Like, it'd be cool. And the cool thing is in crypto, like, I have my Sagrado.eth and um, I want to set up my community treasury. So it's like, if you feel like it, add Sagrado.eth or the community treasury as, like, add it into the split. Like, donations are cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, like... And that, I feel like, is just creating this kind of, like, ecosystem of, like, fairness, and kind of like, you know, we own this and we're free to do whatever we want. Like that's that's the freedom of the custom of having your own smart contract. And so you how, just trust that everything works out. It's like I'm sure I'm sure people might ask you, how the heck are you gonna make money? Like you can't live if you're not getting paid for these things. And what what would your response be to people like that? Um I I walk in faith mostly. <laughs> But I, I shifted my perspective from like, I'm not, I'm, a, I've been, if I did this for the money, I would have quit a long time ago. So I've, I've done this enough to where it's like, I don't care what comes of this. I'm not shooting to be like Grammy winning producer or whatever. Like if that comes cool, but like, I'm not, I'm striving to make music and, you know, like distribute canvases to artists that's what like caught my attention it's like it's just about creating the music it's like i'm not really i don't really care if it sells like it, that might sound really weird but like i genuinely don't this is all just like an experiment and for for fun but also like i care about like, just because it's for fun, it doesn't mean I don't care about it. This is music that I'm, like, leaving behind. This is my legacy. This is what I leave to my children, to Pueblo Sagrado. So it's like, that's what I care about, not the sales. When I cared about the sales, I burned out, and it hurt. And it, it really sucked. So it's like, it, that's not worth any kind of coin. 
you're stirring something inside of me. I want to give some shout outs. And I saw we just had Dave come up to the stage. CXY.E, I see you in the audience. I want to thank you for being the buyer of my first ETH NFT. And you were the first purchaser of the first NFT auction on Minsongs V2. And I see that you and I are also in a bidding war in Meditacion, the piece by Sagrado. So good to meet you in a space, my friend. If you want to come up and talk, feel free. Dave, welcome to the stage. Did you have a question for Sagrado? Hey, what's good, guys? Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I go by Dav, and uh, I've been on, like, a very similar wavelength with all this CC0 music thing. Like, I feel like this is such a wave that's going to hit, like, the composability of being able to, like, rework iterations of music and put them out for free. And, like you're saying, make beats, and artists can put those out and sell those works and, like, make their money off of that. I feel like this is such a huge, like I just started putting out a basically like a sample pack this way, uh, just this week. Like I think today's day seven of that. Uh, and like just on a very similar wave, I really feel like this, this CCO thing is the future. And like the way music is made is like this, you know, we, we stack drum things on sample things and then people throw a verse on it. And like, and if everyone does that in a CC zero way where we all stack it up, I think, um, you know, we're going to have a global trustless collaboration. And I don't know, <laughs> sorry to rant, but uh, I'm just hell excited about this stuff. And I love seeing that you're doing a, a Beats project with this stuff. Are you doing, um, are you putting out the stems of it too? Um, that's not really in the works. I, I'm not, like, I just think that that would be spreading myself too thin. It might be something I work towards, but um, no, as of, as of now, no, that's not really what I'm considering. But no, hey, I love no I, I love how you put it. I love how you put that it's like this global I think you said global collaboration. Because that's pretty much the idea is just like borderless and kind of free um creation. I think that's why Splice was so popular because it's like access to so a, a huge library of sounds is like incredible. It's like a kid in the candy store. And so it's like imagine taking that to like beats and stuff. And so the, the point is that like now with the technology, the value can kind of go back to the, to the people that whether they're stems or whether they're just full, full beats, you know, like all that can be, can be tracked back to the person that, to the origin. So I think that that's really incredible. You can get these really elaborate payment systems and, it's, it's really, I think it's a beautiful thing. It's really exciting. You're stirring something inside of me, Sagrado. When, <laughs> when you're talking about this experimentation and giving it out for free, on the weekends, I put out open source code and I'm building and experimenting on Zora and writing code on Manifold. And I'm like remixing Lens Protocol with Manifold and I'm putting something out that's entirely free open source for anybody to use. And my parents might call me up and be like, why are you putting this code out for free? And I, I can comfort them by just saying like, I work for Mint Songs and I get a normal full-time salary by Mint Songs for what I do on the weekends. Who, who the heck cares if I'm giving this stuff out for free? Exactly. But that, that's one of the big concepts in hyperstructures is they are uh, free, to, free, to, free to access, but valuable to own. Zora is entirely free for anybody to use, but it's very valuable for the Zora DAO to own Zora. And Zora has gotten tens, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars in venture backing because the protocol is so valuable. Same thing with Manifold. 
Same thing with ENS, same thing with any of this public infrastructure, hyperstructures that are being built. And this PCO feels like that, where it's like someone might argue, why are you giving this out for free? You're diluting all the value. And I, I, I want to tie this into a tweet that you said to see if I'm on the right track. I see a tweet from you from four hours ago. How valuable would a one-of-one one NFT of the Old Town Road instrumental be? Y'all know that beat was found on YouTube slash BeatStars, right? The next one will be found on a blockchain near you. Is, is, was that tweet inspired by the CCO thinking? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, that's it. It's this kind of... Uh, and this is just... The, the CCO thing is something that I'm experimenting with. But I do think that overall, the big opportunity is doing one-of-one one instrumentals. And because producers are doing that already, they're just licensing them out. The, the CCO thing is just to kind of like free yourself from the logistical nightmare of like having to find a, like actually track people down. It's like releasing that kind of need. But the point being is like, imagine just, just imagine how much and how valuable a one of one of the old town road be. And that's just like a tight beat on on YouTube, you can find millions of like tight beats on YouTube. But it's like, once you start tokenizing them, it's just like, okay, they're, I guess you can say they're more valuable <laughs> all of a sudden. It's all perception, right? TXY, just want to take a second, welcome you up to the stage. Yes. Hi. Welcome, my friend. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for holding this space and uh, inviting me up to speak. Um, yeah, I totally feel I, I totally feel what you're talking about, Sagrada. I think I missed maybe the first three or four minutes of um, of your description, but like the energy you're describing reminds me a lot of like the SoundCloud 2014 2015 sort of energy where producers were just dumping stuff willy nilly on the platform, and it was this like. Uh, it, it was it was like a, a a breeding ground for all these crazy sort of like new uh, genre experiments that that brought about a new category of music really, and you know the the way that um, you know it brought about this sort of like a sidebar shitstorm of people talking about copyright issues versus the pure creative energy that came out of that, and you know the artists that were able to build a name and thrive on account of that is is sort of like. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, like, like if if this sort of possibility was around during that period where people could freely disregard sort of the legacy copyright constraints of using stuff and just rely on the ability for uh, people to see provenance of where the beats came from, so people get, could get credit, they could see who originated what, and so that the talent, the original talent, could be recognized. Uh, that I think is 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 super powerful. So I feel like there's like a second chance um, for what happened back then to happen again, uh, given this new infrastructure we're all kind of building together. So I love that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that the infrastructure exists now, and that's like that that makes it possible. And so now, instead of people getting taken advantage of, it's more of just like, like you said, it's it's about the vibrant creative energy. That's what should be the focus because it's that's that's why the the space even exists is because of that creativity, and that warrants attention. So I love it.
I love it. I'm glad that people like I've been dealing with this and thinking about this for like months during my time away from Web3. And I was like, is this even is this even a good idea? Like I'm low-key thinking I'm just like, okay, well, go against everything you've ever done of trying to like license and sell your music and just give it away for free. And it's like, but how is that supposed to work? And so it's like the the longer that I went into it, the more it's it seemed like it it only adds an ease of opportunity to it like attracts opportunity naturally because it's you're not selling you're not you're no longer selling anything and trying to convince people that what you're doing is worth it you attract the people who are looking for the opportunity who are arguably the most valuable people in the space because they do it because they love it yeah, I, I think of like what what you say there is is like you know that attracting you're attracting as a as a creator who's like fully expressing themselves uh, themselves you're you're attracting people to believe in you and, and fundamentally that belief I feel like is what uh, Web three makes I'm not gonna say monetizable it, it basically you can attract the fuel from the people who have that fuel to you know continue feeding that creative energy who believe in you to basically throw you that fuel and feel like they can be a part of your creative journey. Um, so, you know, in some sense, it, it kind of takes, it takes me back to what I think Patreon was trying to do, except I think it makes it a lot easier to understand for people who can get their heads around um, patronage and also feel like they can show their patronage to other people, not in a, like, you know, wear it around on a shirt so everyone can see way, but at least have it in a place where, people who are curious can establish that it's there. And, you know, that's the whole wallet thing. And, you know, if I look at Patreon today, I can see like same vibes, but the way it got built out was just really hard to understand. And there's a proprietary kind of uh, stiltedly built infrastructure. Like they tried, and I really respect what they tried to do, but it's, it's, it's just super broken. Um, and I, I look at Bandcamp in a similar way. Bandcamp actually has a ton of features that make a collector and, artist uh kind of ecosystem possible like you can go and look and see what a collector has collected and you can see like who they what artists they've actually paid money to because they believe in their art and their creativity but it's just not part of Bandcamp's dna to make that a uh social infrastructure that people want to uh, engage with with each other in um and it's uh, it's kind of sad though in, in many ways because i feel like Bandcamp has everything that needs to be there to make sort of this future we're trying to build together. But they're like, um, I mean, they're acting like, uh, acting like a bunch of boomers who still believe in vinyl. Uh, it's just <laughs> really weird to me. Yeah. I'm just got bought by that parent company too. That's going to lead it. I think probably the wrong direction, but that's probably another conversation. <laughs> yep. Cool. I'm curious how we build for this. So, DC Zero Beats, I think you're very early on this, and it was probably good you took some time off because this is a really genius idea. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. And this future work that nobody's building on right now is probably going to be the norm in three, five years from now, or at least a bigger pocket of producers looking towards it. So how can, if people are listening to this and they're interested in starting to make CC Zero Beats, how how are you thinking about releasing this? Like, do you think it takes a custom smart contract? That's a little bit higher technical lift. Is there any way for a platform to support this kind of thing? What kind of advice would you say to the producers listening to this that are interested to start making on-chain CC Zero Beats? 
So, I mean, part of it is that you're just not going to like, it sounds weird to say out loud, but you're not going to enforce any kind of copyright. So it's like, that's the natural state of things. The natural state of things is that you're not going to like, you know, police it. You're just going to let it out and there you go. So it's like, you can literally just, I think that's how like nouns Dow and, you know, picture board API club, like, I don't know. I'm sure they just added into the description and it's like, there you go. CCO is free intellectual property. Just go ahead and use it for whatever you want. And they might say like the community might say, well, it's limited to um, people who own the NFT. It's you hold the license rights or it's like ultimately whoever tokenizes it decides what they're going to the, the parameters and so, like, you can theoretically do it on anything. You can just promote it and make up. Actually, what I'm doing is I'm uploading it to Audius as well. So that's an easier way to kind of get a download. So I'm, I'm like, leaving the, the source files there for, for everyone. You just go to the profile and just download it. And so just the easier you can make the experience to, to get their hands on the wave, the wave file, then you know, get out of their way, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it'll, become what, it'll become what it becomes. Is there any way to impact those auto copyright enforcing technologies? Like I, I've had it where I used to stream a video game and I'd upload that recording to YouTube and YouTube would say, hey, you're, you've included music in here and it's copyrighted. And so if I, like if, if I do record with some CC0 Sagrado beats in the background and I try to upload that to YouTube, do you think that there would still be a chance or I, I might just be asking a question out of naivety. That might be a more manual process for a musician to enforce, but do you have, would you have to go around and tell people like, Hey, don't enforce the copyright on this or. Yeah, I think it's kind of, that's where I, I need to do a little bit more research and understanding how that could um, come back around because I do know that there's people it, even in, even for people that license, um, beats on on beat stars they run into this problem of when people you know record their songs and they they put the copyright on it and then they enforce it and it catches like it can even cap catch the original like beat video and take it down which is kind of weird and that's super weird that that can even happen but it's like those are the faulty parts that, that's why the system is kind of broken and so I think like in in web three it's gonna be more of reputation based. So I plan to kind of create this like um this red list of bad actors. And so it's like this official red list of people that like stay away from they did they did something bad and you can like have the description there and be like, Oh yeah, th this person literally just uploaded the the track and you know did this like whatever you <laughs> you judge from that information is up to you but it's like you'd have to do something kind of sketchy to make it onto the list and so it's like it's it's reputation and it's that's this new world that we're we're going into and so there's no real way to enforce it but there kind of never really was not for the the little guys so NFTs are the 
the the best bet against that. Yeah, Dav has his um, hand up. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yo, I was just thinking about um, you know, kind of the red list situation or whatever. And I also, I don't know, I feel like literally anything that people do with this stuff is a value to the original thing. Like even if someone just like copy paste, like in the same way, like crypto punks, you know, like funks was the, uh, was the derivative that was like the absurd uh, instance of just flipping backwards. And even that added so much value to the punks thing. It just the, the controversy of that. So I just feel like anything that like, I feel like these things are kind of invincible. The CCO properties are kind of invincible in a way where they can only be, the value can really only be added, even if someone like takes one of my samples and makes an NFT and calls it the same thing. Uh, it's, you know, it's going to be that only, you know, references or shows kind of cultural importance, even if it's like, you know, a tiny step forward. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I guess uh, I don't think that's worth uh, worrying about too much. That's all I'm saying. I think the idea is so I, strong that, you know. I definitely want to piggyback off that. And so alluding back to um, what uh, Sweetman said about what platform you can do this on, this is why it's important for like, say the contracts that I deployed on Manifold have like my signature and my wallets and all those like authenticity, um, authentication kind of layers on it. So you can always spot a fake. And so with that, with, with having it on a smart contract, you protect yourself in that way because no one else can, you know, mint a sacred, a sacred token or a Pueblo token. It, it's coming from this contract and you will, no one else will be able to do that. And so it's all verifiable. And yeah, like you said, I think it, it'll all, every scenario that I like go into, I just think it's like, well, long-term, this will probably be good, you know? <laughs> it, everything kind of seems like net positive. And it just, that's why I'm kind of so sold on on this this model. It's like, I'm tired of feeling like I'm selling my music. They're more of just like, attach yourself, there are opportunities for, for other artists and for even collectors to just be part of this history and this wave of just like CCO music. It's a little more complicated for like, artists i think because they they might have invested a Is lot my phone more. bugging out or did i lose serato anyone else oh, i can still hear him yeah my be i i don't hear any kind of like disruption on my side can you hear me now sweetman now i can hear you yeah um now let's go to the other side about using so we just talked about uploading um cco beats let's think into the future about like what would be the best way to use cco beats so we're talking the ideal world Sagrado is uploading a lot of CCO beats. Anybody can go and use those beats. How would you recommend people use those beats in the way that would best fit into this ecosystem of, yeah, they're using your beats and they're giving you the credit that you need in order to like keep building this on-chain CCO future? Okay, so I kind of see that it really depends on the medium. So it's kind of like, If you're making a movie, you're going to need some music. And in most cases, they go into sync licensing like libraries. And 
um, that's kind of like agreed upon before, like the the kind of um, the check boxes, the boxes you need to check off to be able to use this music. So it's kind of like getting rid of all that and you just really use it for whatever you want. You don't have to worry about any kind of license or anything. So if you are a rapper, a lyricist, you make a, you make a song. If you're, I don't know, a skateboarder, you make videos and you can put it in, in your YouTube videos. Now you don't have to search through like this library. And I'm not going to be like the one-stop shop. I, I'm just participating in the ecosystem. So it's like, I really do think that producers could benefit from having these, their own custom contracts and the one of ones, and then letting it roam free in the world and it'll fall where it falls. Like, imagine like I just release, release a beat and say, I don't know, someone makes an adult film and it's playing in the background. I don't know, like, anything is possible and so it's like you're releasing the cco life is releasing expectations man that's what it is dude you're just you're just hakuna matata and so you let the you let the world just really kind of um blend it however they want use it i i was even imagining like animators can make like full-on animated movies to these tracks and i might even do that you know like i can still contribute on top of these beats like i can make movies for any track at any time and now i have now i tokenize the video and that is featuring this one of one instrumental so it's like what if i have snoop dogg in that video and that you know that instrumental is playing in the background. I don't know if it'll translate in price, but like, I think that's pretty cool. I wish I would have owned some like one of one instrumentals moving forward. Like, Ill Minds Love Yours is one of my favorite instrumentals of all time. And I would have loved to have owned that. Whether I got it for $5 or five grand, like, that's, that's another story. But like, it would, there are people who, I think would love to hold these pieces of history because I know I would. Oh, I mean, just hearing you talk, I, I, I am always going to be a Sagrado collector. You've, you've been offline for months. And even though you haven't engaged with me at all, I've been making TikToks that mention Sagrado. I've been making other things that mention Sagrado. I've been in other podcasts and talk about Sagrado. Everywhere I go, I talk about you and this energy and this philosophy that you have is what really embeds you deeply into my mind. And so, like, like you say, you might be releasing these for free, but I don't care if they're out there for free. I want to own them to be able to show other people. I'm not just out here like publicly talking about Sagrado. On chain, I support this dude, and I'm going to buy as much as I can because I value... For, for me, it's because I, I value you as a creator, and if, if you give me the opportunity, I'm going to support you if it's, if it's possible. But the CCO sounds like maximum chaos. Like I'm out here asking, like, okay, what, what rules do you want? And you're like... Bro, we're talking CCO. There are no rules. We're going to make content and we're going to throw it out there and that's it. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Man, that, I really felt the love right there. Sweet man, Don Dulce. Like, that's why you're the king of Pueblo Sagrado. You're El Rey. Because, damn, you've really been riding with me. And so it's like, it's, it's just been so cool to 
for you to to for the universe to decide that you won the first duck race in the history of Pueblo Sagrado was weird. It was crazy to me because you were like one of the first people in the space. Like when I first got onto Men's Songs, it was like, oh, this guy loves God's love. Like he really loves this instrumental. And just you sharing that that much love for the music is like, that's what's value, valuable to me. That's what means the most to me. It's not the how many NFTs you buy. It's just like this connection that we have is just, we've never met. This is our first time, I think, like directly speaking to each other. Right, right. We've been in group chats. Like we've been in the, the two lengua, the, the NFT America Latina, but this is the first like one-on-one call we've had. It's so funny. It, it's so funny because it's like, I do feel like I left for, it felt like decades, honestly. And this is my first space, my first time speaking since since I left. Since I left for like two or three, I think it was two or three months overall, kind of on and off. But it was just like, I needed to, to step away to see the bigger picture and see how I could um, make it less about the immediate sales and more about like laying laying down brick by brick which is what everyone talks about but it kind of feels i'm like looking around like do you guys realize the opportunity that we have like let's let's go let's put some gat let's we need to produce and release and can't i i don't feel like producers should be so hesitant about getting into the space and starting to like tokenize their beats dame mas gasolina yeah that was exact that that was what i was <laughs> talking about I was like, I I was, we gotta like the mint songs v2 is here i've been waiting for a one of one platform one one of one platform to accept me for what is it almost a year now like since i applied to catalog and sound xyz and all these other platforms mint songs has always been the people who have given me the chance it started with the dm and it's like now we're talking about CCO Beats. And the beautiful thing about me having my own smart contract is I feel like the same way you are inviting artists to, or Mint Songs is inviting artists to Mint on their smart contract, I can also offer that. I am like a Mint Songs, but you're, I'm Pueblo Sagrado. And you can be part of the smart contract. We're all just loading up IP and we're sharing it. So it's like, Let's stake it into each other's real estate. And then, you know, 10 years from now, we're still eating together because it's, it's in the smart contract. We still have our royalties. And, and one of the things that I kind of messed around with was, I'm probably going to do it. I'm still thinking about it. But um, kind of embed like the first one of one, the first collectors get like 2.5% or maybe 5% of my royalty cut for for the one of one NFT. You know, so it's like you have El Rey, I want to put you onto the contract. You're the first owner. I want to put you onto the contract. So it's like even when you leave, you're still part of you you can leave. You're always part of Pueblo Sagrado. We don't let you leave. You're you're always gonna be tied to the smart contract. I'm sorry. But that's how we do things. So okay, it's I've, like... got, I've got three paths I want to ask. I want to ask about 
um, Manifold and you kind of becoming a platform and letting other musicians mint on your contract. I want to talk about uh, the Mint Songs V2 release and maybe touch on the hiatus. We've got like 15 minutes left. Does anybody want to talk more about CCO Beats before I move on? I don't want to steal from Dav or CXY. Either you two got anything else before we move on? Uh, I'll say something real quick. Um, one thing that's exciting to me about this stuff, uh, and I'll, I'll keep this quick, but uh, is moving forward, people can build on this stuff in interesting ways. So like these things, these samples and beats that we start, CC0, can build entire worlds and ecosystems that people can spin off and uh, will ultimately become really unpredictable and will evolve in these interesting ways. And the more that they evolve and the crazier they get flipped and reflipped into more songs and more ideas and crazy reverses and rechops and reinterpreting ideas, like that's going to like evolve out in really crazy ways that none of us can really predict. And all of it's going to trace back to these digital primitives that are the first thing that's planting these seeds. So I don't think we can really like overstate the importance of all this stuff and like how I think creativity is going to be really driven by this um, CC zero thing in the 2020s. Might take a couple of years or a few years to catch on, but it might also go really quick. So I uh, just wanted to highlight that real quick. Benson Sagrado, any response? Are we going to keep going? I think we're good, man. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, dude, the CCO thing is really exciting. Just want to put it on record that I'd love to find like a cartoon animator to make kind of like little cartoon movies to like El Capitan or Meditacion or different kinds of tracks. So if you're listening to this, you know, hit me up, hit me up. That's it. Okay. Let's talk about Manifold. Um, we've seen Manifold do cool things of making custom creator smart contracts, which means that you, Sagrado, or anybody that's listening to this, can go on and on Rinkby Testnet 100% free or on ETH Mainnet if you're ready to put your money where your mouth is. You can deploy your own smart contract. You don't need to go hire a developer. You don't need to know how to code. You can just type in a little ASCII art. I made one with an owl. or And then you can just make your own smart contract and do what you want with that. And I've seen a lot of musicians using this so that they can separate themselves from the platforms because the other alternative is you go and you find a platform, someone like Sound or Mint Songs or Catalog or Zora or OpenSea. And then you're minting on more of a shared smart contract for the most part. Now, it seems like you're coming up with a third option, Sagrado, of I don't want a platform to do this and I don't want just something for myself. I want to make a custom smart contract and I want, as an artist, I want to be a platform and welcome other artists in. Am I getting the idea right of your vision for this manifold thing? That is absolutely spot on. Yeah, the, those are the, the two branches of Pueblo Sagrado. It's you know, me as an artist, and then would I offer a platform or like a, almost like a label, you know, you can think of it like featured artists who has contributed to, to the label throughout their, throughout the career. But yeah, you, you really summed it up beautifully. And so what, what would this actually look like in a manifold contract? Cause I didn't know you could, you could open it up like this. So is there like a whitelist capability where you can only allow certain musicians to mint on your manifold smart contract or how would you enforce something like this? How does it actually get built? So as far as I'm not trying to be any bigger than I actually am. And so everything is going to be manual 
you know so it's like if you're interested in um being featured on the on the pueblo contract which is the collaboration contract i have a google form where you can submit the song and upload the file and so that's a way for me to organize it and kind of also still like i mean it's not entirely open of course this is also like my little curation corner of like you know just because you use the beat doesn't mean that you gain access i mean we're giving the beats for free we can't give everything for free you know we can't give access to everyone to that's more of like institution but this is me as like an artist it's like i've i've already collaborated with some artists in web too so i'm gonna go back to them and say like hey i don't know if you guys have even minted anything ever but are you interested in minting the track that we have together on my own custom contracts you get Actually, I haven't talked about the the royalty split. My idea is 10% Sagrado David, 10% Community Treasury, and the other 20% goes to um, the featured artist. Because my idea is I believe the artist deserves their 10%, and I believe their community deserves 10%. And so because I'm collaborating with someone else, well... They get it. They get their twenty percent too. I get my twenty percent, and it's all like on-chain royalties. I still haven't decided if I'm going to like integrate um, zero x splits because for the most part, it kind of seems like um, everything can kind of be done on manifold. But um, yeah, that's that's the the gist of it. Okay, so it's more like. Uh, you're the only person that's minting on the contract, but you're creating these channels for other musicians to uh, submit ideas that you will mint on the contract with shared benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we're both going to be on it's on-chain royalties. You know, we're splitting everything 50-50, and that's like, you know, I hope that one day you, the artist you know, you get your own contracts set up and I can return that I can be featured on your custom contract. You know, like that's ultimately the the goal, but I want, it, it's hard to explain it the first time because it seems weird, but I think like over time in say like five years, everyone's going to have multiple smart contracts and they're going to exist on platforms because it's like, there's still a time and a place and a function to, you know, have platform exposure. You know, there's a reason why it's important for me to mint on mint songs. That's where I, I got my first base. There's people paying attention. It's a marketplace. It's a it's a plaza. And so it's important for you to also balance your releases everywhere. On your own smart contracts, on different blockchains, on different platforms. Just get as spread out as you can on social media. And so it's like spread yourself out and the cco thing helps for like other people to also contribute to the like spreading of the idea which is beautiful see si, estoy de acuerdo Dav, <laughs> go ahead uh just a quick question it, i mean if things are cco then isn't it fine if an artist uh makes a song with it and then just puts it up on their own smart contract and and keeps all them all the money 100 percent that's 100% okay, and I encourage that. 
it's like the goal is but i mean ideally if if i want to talk about my own selfish interests i guess it's like ideally maybe the, that artist does it five times uses five instrumentals and then it's like you know what maybe it'd be cool to like hop on but that that is completely of choice i don't want to be like no you have to pay me money to use this and oh you don't want to you don't want to do it on the public contract all right then you can't use it it's like no like you can still use it you can keep 100% of it at at a certain point once the contract gets built up and there's momentum it becomes another mint songs another catalog another place where you can get get exposure the traffic that i am naturally and always going to send to pueblo sagrado both contracts can benefit you if you have one single stake like someone if someone's interested in sagrado they might look into say okay who's actually working with sagrado like i actually want to be i'll probably be it's like the similar artist tab and so it's like i'm going to have a whole freaking contract of similar artists and people that i love and respect and have worked with and that i have like splits and royalty um agreements with it's like it's it's i just see it being so beautiful and growing into just this ecosystem and if like everyone does this damn man my my heart's going to explode yeah, the way it can scale up is really crazy. Mm-hmm. No, that's great, man. Thank you. Love it. Great questions, Dav. Like, I love it. I, def- I already followed you, and we'll definitely keep talking about this. I'm very interested in what you're doing with the uh, with uh, samples and sample kits and loops, because I definitely want to go that route, too. Eventually, I'm going to start releasing sample packs and loops. This is just like, I already have the beats. So my mission ever since I got into Web3 was like, all right, how can I figure out the best way to tokenize my my entire catalog and so um el capitan was actually one of the first tracks that i not one of the first tracks i made this year but like it's one of the fresh ones revolucion is from like 2020 or 2019 even so it's like i've i've grown a lot musically and so everything up until this point has been like let me get the foundation set let me get my mind clear for what I'm building for the next five, 10, 15 years. And like, I also even want to start, I want to embed my own family uh, ETH address to, you know, these tokens. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. When you submit to the Pueblo contract, like you get 20%, whatever you choose to do with that 20% is up to you. Like you can give that, you can donate that, you can donate half of it. You can split it with your community. You can split it with your family wallet. Like all those kinds of things are open and um, you have the control when you have your own smart contract like that. You talked about posting everywhere and I feel like it sounds like this is the first space you've been on since your hiatus. So I feel like I'm in a unique opportunity to hear the hiatus story from Sagrado. So maybe, um, would you mind touching on, like, for people that aren't aware of everywhere that you've published, I feel like you're one of the musicians that has tokenized a ton of their music on so many different platforms, like Audience, Men's Songs, Your Own Contract. Can you just one run through, like, everywhere you had already published before you took the hiatus 
and then kind of like what triggered the hiatus and how, how was it being off the grid? So uh, the first place I, I started uploading a beat every week on Spotify. I think it was 2020, 2021. I really don't remember. 2020, I want to say. And I did it for, for a year. And then I started and then I found out and heard about the, the Audius airdrop. And I was like, ooh, I didn't even know what an airdrop was. I didn't know what crypto was. Well, I kind of did, but I didn't know how it was going to like affect the music industry. And so I started with Audius. And so with the Spotify um, releases, I was also doing um, Audius. And because it was quicker to upload on Audius, I was doing like sometimes a week straight. I was doing like seven, seven beats a beat every single day for some like... Um, uh, beat collections that I, or beat tapes that I already had. So I was just figuring out how to release them and start getting a name for myself. I was part of the Audius Grants Committee. We're actually just starting season three. That's where like uh, artists can apply for grants for audio and different kinds of initiatives. I've minted on Mint Songs first, yeah. Mint Songs was the first platform I minted on. And um, from there, I think I got an invite to Nina Protocol on Solana, which was really cool, which is like, it's really sleek and really clean experience. It's just, you know, like there's always the, we won't get into that. But, you know, I, I, I did that. And then I started, I think it came across Manifold because I was like, this is free. Like, of course, I was exploring every kind of tool that I could that I could use and Manifold like open this new world to me. I was like, what? It's, it kind of changes how you think of everything and how um, you can be your own, like Spotify, your own distribution. Like if I upload to Spotify, I still have to pay DistroKid every year for my music to stay on there. With Ethereum and, you know, like, manifold my own contracts i can upload it there and i know it's going to stay there until till the end of time way beyond me so at least that's what i hope <laughs> but um yeah there's that and then v2 v2 was was a really cool experience if uh nick called me during my time away or he like dm'd me a few times and i was kind of ignoring it because i was like i'm not I'm disconnected. I can't. I'm I'm not available. And um he DM'd me another like a month later and was like, Hey, this is like I gotta get you I gotta talk to you. I was like, All right, this is probably pretty important if he's following up. And sure enough he shared V2. I was like, Holy shit. It was like two weeks, two weeks left. I was like, Oh, I definitely gotta do this. We gotta we gotta get things going. And I, I came back in and I started getting I was really inspired by the whole idea and the the decentralized um, curation model. I, I I remember coming up with an idea similar to that because I thought like if Sound XYZ asked me to mint on their platform, I, am I in a position to make a demand of saying like I want two invites and I'll. I'll mint on your contract or I'll mint on your platform. 
because you're you also have a lot to gain per se with using my image and my music and me putting my intellectual property next to your name so it's like is it out of line for me to ask for an invite for like who i believe should get onto the the platform and so i started messing with that idea and i was like okay it'd be really interesting for music platforms to offer these invitations so it, it creates like this network effect it's almost like it's still good with the with the cco ideology like you you give you give the keys to to everyone you 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 give the keys and then what will happen will happen naturally and it kind of just grows so all that was really exciting and that that made me want to come back and be part of the whole the whole release but the hiatus was really good i had to i had to reconnect with my with my physical world i was kind of getting i was slipping up and being too too obsessed like i is probably the best word and so it kind of gave me like this tunnel vision making sacrifices that weren't you know weren't healthy for me so I had to like step away and just kind of literally sit outside and you know <laughs> meditation is like you need silence like there's you need to disconnect and have this silence and be with yourself not fill it with okay bid prices utility oh collectors now what do I need to do content this and that and it's like it goes on even coming back I'm like holy shit this releases wow what a way to come back, you know, with the burners on. <laughs> so, um, but the hiatus was really good. And I'd like to make it more of a, a practice of like releasing expectations and doing that periodically and often and not making it so weird. And that's part of like the CCO life is you release it and you don't worry about it. I mean, that's peace. That's that's the the two cactus and the lotus position. That's peace right there. That's what that's what I'm trying to find. That's what pueblo uh, pueblo sagrado is where I go when I'm zened out. When I'm in my home. When I'm in my sanctuary in peace. And that's what this whole thing is supposed to represent. And we just hit the hour. And so I want to just check in with you. Do you got a couple more minutes or do we need to hop off now? Sagrada? Well, I can, I can stay here forever. Okay, cool. Well, I, I won't Even keep after you forever. I just said about, after I just talked about disconnecting. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is the first, first, thank you for sharing that story and being vulnerable with us. I feel blessed to have the first take on the Sagrado hiatus. True this is the first mercy, time. Man. Truth. This is the first time since the uh, Min Songs V2 drop. I have been holding so much in. I, I'm someone that really likes to share, and I did a little bit too much sharing before the drop, and so there were some negative combos a little bit with the Min Songs team. But now that it's all live, I'm allowed to talk about this stuff with people, and you are all the first people I've had a chance to talk to that is not in an official Min Songs Twitter space. So I would love to start off with Stagrado, but we've got a big collector, CXY.E, who's been placing a lot of bids, um, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on like how the release has gone and more of like an open space. This isn't an official Minsong space. 
hearing more just like off the cuff thoughts. I've had a lot of people reaching out to me, some positive, some negative. And Sagrado, I really value your opinion. So just want to like pick your brain on how you felt about the V2 launch so far. I've seen some nuanced thoughts from you on Twitter, supporting like talking about the factory and Polygon, talking about the invites and just what, what have your thoughts been around this, this shift that has happened on the Minsong's platform? So I understand that it's like this, um, <clears throat> this big change to the platform. It's a big shift. And I know that right now it's probably like, I think people are hurt. Like I, I can't, I can't ignore it. I can't deny it. I, cause I know I would be hurt if I was like, cause I'm a mint songs ride or die. And so I, I would have been hurt if I wasn't part of the launch. And so I understand that. And I think people are responding emotionally at the moment. Not saying that they don't have, or it's not justified because I can't tell people how to feel. But I, I think that if we zoom out, this is, if we, have the, if we look at the right time horizon, I think people will be more okay with, with the shift. Because I think what people are upset about is that now there's this invitation and this gate and all of a sudden there's this V2 that exists. And so now like what? people don't value you know the factory or v1 i think personally I, I don't know how i feel about the the name factory personally like that's that's just off record <laughs> off record whatever but um i think people are hurt and i understand it but if you are really part of the the mint songs ecosystem and you're you're active in it i fully believe that in due time the invite is going to come to you. And that is one of the other reasons why I did this meditacion um, release was to have the, the lowest barrier possible to give that opportunity to the people that, you know, are watching and looking. And so it's like, I can, uh, someone on V1 can collect their way in through this, low you know it's the lowest bid you can possibly do on on the site i tried to i tried to go zero i tried to go to a penny honestly but it it, it didn't let me so <laughs> i went point point zero one and so the idea is like okay we can have i think of it this way each song that i release now is an opportunity to distribute two invites does that make sense dc so it's like if if a collector or someone who's active in mints now there's there's a path which i think is really important there's a path to v2 before v2 existed there was no path you were praying to the gatekeepers above and hoping that one day you you woke up to an email that said oh you're on catalog you're on Sound XYZ. I'm name dropping. So what? It's the truth. Truth, love, and mercy. I, I love you and I forgive you. And so it's, it's an opportunity. 
Like you can be really upset that you weren't invited. But the fact is you weren't invited and you don't have that invite code, but now it's attainable. Like now you can see it. Now the opportunity exists. And I mean, if you don't like it, Manifold is free. Cover gas. You have, you become your own platform. And so it's like, you need to widen your gaze. You can't, you can't just be waiting for these, for curated platforms because let's be real. V2 is now a curated platform and you can't be, you can't wait for them to, to notice you. You have to like start your production. And when those opportunities come up and you, you're a featured artist, you're not solely relying on them to give you a one week spot or a one hour spot amongst like a pool of a whole bunch of different artists, like become your own channel. It's ROI. I don't know if you guys have seen that video. It's ROI radio on internet never ends. You're always a, you're a media company and you're always sharing content and IP. And now if, if you're listening to something at 0 0.01, if you drop that at 0 0.01, it's already up. I put a bit in at 0 0.06 at the start of this podcast. CXY.eth had a bit at 0 0.05. So every single thing you drop at 0 0.01 is going to get a bid. In menos de 24 horas, in less than 24 hours, you're going to have two invites. Either CXY or myself is going to have two more invites. I just got two invites. Beautiful. And so like I can start to send these invites to people. And if, if, if people are hitting up Sagrado and saying, Hey, I need two more invites. Sagrado could almost act like the ferryman. That's just like, <laughs> Sagrado could be the gatekeeper. He keeps lifting a bunch of pieces at 0.01. 24 hours later, it gets sold. He gets two more. Like you could really be a ferryman if you wanted. And you could just let am, a bunch of people in. I am so glad you noticed that. I, I didn't know if it was going to be like, am I Robin Hood or am I like the villain? Is like, is this abusing the system or is this being like, hey, you, you know, hey man, I don't want to, I don't want to use this analogy, but I'm going to. Is like, I'm the dude opening the, the border. You know, like, hey man, come in. We're we're the opportunity. We're the the better life, and the fucking Harriet Tubman. No, nah, I don't want to compare it myself. Look, I, look, I'm, look. We've got we've got some I think fifteen thousand musicians. I might that, that number's probably wrong. Let's let's call it a thousand. We've got mm -hmm. like a thousand musicians on the polygon side. If one Sagrado is putting in his darnest every single day to sneak people in, one, it's gonna take you a lot of work. You're gonna spend a lot of gas costs. But in my mind, like freaking go for it. Because mm -hmm. if, if it, you one, you're getting two invites every 24 hours and it's going to take you a lot of work to do that but two like this is the smart contract that we deployed we've deployed the rules on chain if if you're able to work those rules to your advantage i maybe i shouldn't be saying this because i i, I am a member of the min songs team but i'm i'm thinking power freaking to you when i started this <laughs> podcast and i wanted to play el capitan and then i saw another one i was like frick yes sagrado put out another tune and i'm gonna feel that if you drop another 10 tunes on the min songs v2 i there are a lot of people that want to be in and there are people that I want to give invites to there. My, my, I can't even check my Twitter inbox right now because I have so many people from V1 that are asking me what the heck I was an OG on V1. Where's my invite. And I've only got light codes right now and I've really got to be intentional. I'm like, should I invite my Argentina friends? Should I invite other podcasters? Because I'm the only podcast in FTD. I've got two invites and I've got to be until I win the Sagrado auction, 
I've got to be really intentional with where I'm putting these two bids. But then there's the other mentality of like, I'm going to get myself as many invites as possible. I'm just going to list a bunch of tracks and I, I applaud you for that effort. Um, if you have any response, go ahead. I'm curious if CXY.EtherDAV have any thoughts on the V2 release as we start to wrap up, but any, any thoughts there, Sagrado, before Sims like CXY is ready to go? Yeah, I'll definitely pass it to CXY, but just real quick, that is 100% the the intention. I think it's it's a beautiful way to just kind of like get people in and lower lower the barrier. But now that's that's the mission. That's the mission now. It's not about the sales. It's not about how much ETH I can accumulate. It's how many invites can I distribute? How many? So I actually want to get this clear. So you're saying every sale and every purchase, you get two invites. It's not like you're capped at two. Nope. Every every sale and every auction you win, you get two. So CXY just won the auction on my podcast NFT. He got two invites. I got two invites. If he buys another one, he'll get another two. There's no cap. That is that is absolutely beautiful. All right, passing passing it to CXY. Dave, uh, thank you. Um, so so I had uh, been contacted by Dwight earlier on, who kind of gave me. Uh, a preview of that mechanic and I thought okay this is this is great this is genius it clearly worked with foundation having um, a kind of a gated growth of quality content on a platform which uh, to be completely honest I thought the original uh, version of mint songs was just really tough to get through um, because there was such a wide variety of uncurated content um, it was sort of like looking at early uh, SoundCloud to draw that parallel again um, in, in comparison to what the curated marketplaces sound and, and catalog, which I did spend a lot of time on and have collected from um, those were actually as a collector, a lot easier to make my way through, find things I liked um, actually spend time getting to understand the artist's sort of motivation and what they were about and what they had made before actually placing a bid. Um, so that was a lot more of a intentional purchasing, much like, you know, it's like going to Tower Records and looking at a box set from, uh, you know, at a hundred dollar level, um, you know, this is like 10, 15, 20 years ago, but it was a very different sort of like mental intentionality around purchasing music, which um, has been completely destroyed for good and bad by the current sort of streaming model. But there is something about that intentionality that makes a listener end up appreciating the artist who made that music even more. So I, I, I like this experiment of Vincent's V2 a lot because it sort of finds this middle ground between, and I, I hate the term gatekept, but for, for all intents and purposes, yes, sound and uh, catalog are gatekept as much as they I probably wouldn't like to. But that's, that's a very strong point of view to keep a manageable library for collectors to make their way through. Um, and on the flip side, we've got like OpenSea and uh, Vincent's V2, which would frankly... I, I hate it. I'll be really blunt. I hated it partially because going through, I would just listen, I'd spend time listening to things that I thought were terrible. Um, and it was, uh, the, the polygon thing was a huge obstacle for me because uh, of all the mechanics of getting, you know, bridging ETH and, and doing all the things that were required um, just to optimize on gas, which uh, honestly, I'm at the, the level of privilege where like, I don't have to think too hard about, but I understand that, yeah, that's like a huge barrier. Um, to get a base of collectors that get an ecosystem off the ground. Um, so I, I do think now is the right time for Mint Songs V2. It's amazing. The, the, the only irony in some ways, I saw Foundation uh, made it possible that they use a lot of their infrastructure uh, recently. So 
I don't know whether that's sort of a, had there been more procrastination, it could have just been built off foundation, but it is what it is. And I like what it has been for the past 24 hours. I'm enjoying going through and I'm, I've been using, um, I've been using Spinamped as a previewing mechanism, which has been fantastic. I encourage all of you to do this, like get the Spinamp app, go through that Mint Songs playlist like it was Discover Weekly and um, find things you like the way they sound. I think that's really amazing. And I'll give myself a plug here too. I'm building Cardioid FM, which is like an artist directory, which gets you from an artist's name to finding their presence on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all those places where they spend time presenting themselves. So as a someone who finds something that they like to hear and want to sort of understand artists behind it, we're trying to make uh, make it easy for that collector to kind of, kind of get their heads around the artist really quickly. Um, but anyway, that's that 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 being neither here nor there. I, I um, come, coming back to Mint Songs V two. I this is absolutely the right time to launch it, uh, and I've been looking forward to it. And I'll be I'll be spending more time like playing with it and buying stuff off it. So with that, I'll I'll pass it on to whoever else wants to add their comments. Dov, have you had a chance to check it out? Yeah, it's amazing. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the of the migration over iShare CXY's, uh, you know, uh, issue with the Polygon of ver version one was was a was a tough thing. Um, I I think the new version is great. I love that it's on ETH. I love how you guys started it with the invites and and the curation. I think, you know, there's a lot of artists that have issues with uh, gatekeeping slash curation things, but you know, there's only so many hours in a day. You can't listen to everything. And the more of these platforms that pop up, the more they're going to have their own ideas of like what they think is cool. So one might end up being more the hip hop platform, even though they've got everything. One might end up being more the this platform or the that platform. So, you know, before it was just early. Um, catalog was the only thing for a long time. Uh, you know, a long time in this space being what, two months or something. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then sound popped up and that was... Well, whatever. Uh, the more platforms, the better. So, no, I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing. Uh, all building in the space is is positive, some, I think. So, uh, no, uh, yeah, definitely big fan, big fan. All the feedback, good to just hear, uh, hear the thoughts of both collectors and creators. As we wrap up the episode, um, I think this concept of CC0 is very young, and I'm going to be thinking about it for a while. Are there any other thoughts that anyone on stage wants to talk about before we wrap out as just kind of closing thoughts around CC zero beats? Maybe starting with Sagrado and any other thoughts that you've had that you haven't gotten to talk about or are you are all talked out about the CC zero? I could talk about it forever, honestly. Like I, I have come to appreciate the value of people listening. And so it's like, that's why I think Twitter spaces are like so interesting because I think we're all kind of, uh, uh, we don't get enough talk back and forth in, in real life. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. So <laughs> we spend all our time here. So it's nice to engage and, and talk about this stuff. But um, CCO, last thing is I'm, I'm really excited for the, the payment models really is this new relationship between artist and producer where it's not so much uh it, it's more of a partnership now moving forward with with nfts i don't have to rely on artists building me up i can 
build up my myself through my own catalog and uh i think producers have a lot of opportunity around the corner and so imagine uh imagine where we're gonna be in in another two months <laughs> you know like everything moves so quick it's like now we have like players we have like the integration tokenize your music I think that that is the biggest thing. And so all the details feel like they can slow you down. Like all the little pricing details, additions, all this, it can confuse you. But I think it comes after the one of one that you can release freely and move on. You know, the more you do your, it's about more reps. It's not about doing one. Well, you can do one massive rep, but you know. For, for artists, I think we still we, we need to produce some volume because Kendrick is is judged based off of his discography. And you know, like people we're gonna be we're gonna be looked at based off of how much volume we've we've put out. We might have some like masterpieces in in, in between, but if like you think that every single time is gonna be a masterpiece, it's like you know, it's kind of unrealistic. Let's, I think we, we need to do more reps. And so that's what CCO, CCO Beats is about. I get you tools, you produce music, you produce releases a lot quicker, no upfront costs, cover your recording, which I think every modern artist should now have their own studio in their, in their house, in their space, some way to record and start producing and releasing and the, let the music live on chain. That's that. Feels like a good space to end. Any, any further comments from CXY or Dav? It's been nice having another couple co-hosts to pick some questions at Sagrado. You guys got anything? Otherwise, I'm going to end this with my first listen of Meditacion. Man, that sounds like a beautiful way to end it. I could talk about this stuff forever, but uh, I think that's a, that's a beautiful way. Sagrado really wrapped it up, and, and uh, I love that, man. Thank you for having us. Let's do this again. I just want to mention that. Let's let's do this again. I'm I'm so willing to talk about this more often because the CCO space and in, in music in, in the music space, that overlap is gonna be really interesting and we gotta get as many ideas um going and exchange them freely. So I'm I'm very willing to have this conversation often. CXY, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, my closing thoughts and I'd, I'd love to hear what you uh, we're talking about with CCO. I, I love the vibe you bring. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, Sweetman, I really appreciate you putting this space together. Uh, hope to hope to show up more to uh, anything else you do in the future. Gracias, amigos. Aquí está Meditación de Sagrado. Hope you enjoyed that first episode with Sagrado and Dav. Our next episode is going to be recorded live on Twitter Spaces on the same day this podcast is being recorded, Monday, July 11th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't make it, don't worry. We'll be recording that episode and all future episodes as podcasts as well. And as always, there will be NFTs minted. Each time the NFTs are a little bit different, so each podcast has its own special release cycle for the NFTs. Last week, they were free to claim NFTs if you held my Lens follower token. 
This time, we are going to have a shared 0x splits between myself, Sagrado, CXY, and Dav. There will be 11 editions at 0.0011 ETH. And if you want to collect, you can check that out on Mint Songs. Thanks for tuning in. This is Sweets, signing off.